I'm Pam Evanson. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. Today, let's talk more about mindset. I am convinced through all my years of being in sales and in business that there's nothing more important, but yet it's still this vague Mm skill set or this vague concept that people teach. So uh, for the listeners who maybe didn't hear our last episode, Pam and I talked about a definition of mindset that really seemed to resonate. And that is mindset is a process, a system or an operating system that guides how we gather, filter, decode information. And so in our world, especially if you're in a leadership role or you're in a sales role, what's really important about it is mindset's how you filter and decode in your brain, obviously, what you hear, observe and experience. I think that's the really good definition for anybody who's in leadership or in sales, right? You know, Pam, if you think about it, right, that prospect, you know, you show up and that prospect looks at you and kind of has this nonchalant attitude and just says, hey, you know, tell me what you guys got. Tell me how you can help. How you respond to that in the moment absolutely comes down to how are you filtering what they just asked and how are you decoding it? How are you filtering their body language and how are you decoding it? And ironically, right, as we've discussed, most of us, if we're not careful, we will decode and filter through a lens that is inclusive of scarcity, attachment, low intent, right? The brain works in routines, 90% routines, 85% of those 90% of the routines are negative themes. Scarcity, attachment, low intent happen to be part or catalyst for those negative themes. And so what I wanted to do today is talk more about, well, how the hell do we better prep our mindset before we go into the meeting so we can effectively handle whatever's thrown at us? Well, and Dan, I think we need to even expand it more of how do we mindset prep just so our life in general operates at a different level. That's what I'm challenging myself to do is not, not only apply it to conversations, but apply it to how I see and filter everything. So what's my prep so that my day, whether it's work or personal or anything, I'm evolving the way I think about everything. Cause I do think a lot of our listeners, as opposed to looking at these things as tactics in order to be successful in sales, more of tactics to be successful just in your life. So not just so like result oriented for my job, but just result oriented for my life. That's what I'm challenging myself with now is take mindset, make blow it up. Like how do I prep so that my mind for the entire day, no matter what experience I'm having, even if it's a day where I'm just working by myself, I think about it, I go about it much differently. Yeah, when you're talking, Pam, I'm thinking about one of my children out of the four um, is more reactionary 
than the other three. And they are reactionary when things go bad, when things don't go their way. And they aren't, and they don't listen. They're difficult to talk to. Um, they continue to focus on the negative over and over and over and over and over. And they keep playing that loop over and over. And I can get reactionary sometimes because I want to help my child. And I know the answers to helping my child. But if they don't want to listen, um, which becomes very evident in our conversations, <laughs> and I'm attached, which I am because I want to help, I can get reactionary and I will fight back or lash back versus stay calm and responsive. So it, you're right. It, there's a huge factor in mindset on how we interact with any of our relationships around us. But I like to start with prepping. There's only a few things we can control. And as you know, Pam, one of them is our mindset or some would say our attitude. Yep. Which is funny because if you think about it, well, if it's one of the things that we can control, then what exactly is mindset and what exactly is our attitude? Where does it come from? And how do we become self-aware in trying to control it? You and I have talked about this, right? If we went and spoke to a thousand people and we're up on stage and we said, how many of you in this room are self-aware? 998 hands are going to go up. But what do the statistics say about it, right? Only 10 to 15% actually are aware. Yeah. So here we are dealing with this thing and this idea of, well, I can only control what I can control or control the controllables. All right, well, what exactly is it? So let's start with mindset slash attitude. All right, that's what we're going to start today and talk today about. Okay. So controlling mindset, as we talked about, is being aware of how you filter and decode what you hear, observe, or experience in front of you. When you go to prep for a conversation with a prospect or a client, Pam, what are the typical ways that your clients prep prior to them working with you? So I think the way they prep is they try to, to go on the website, find information, try to be armed with info so that they can demonstrate they have a working knowledge and probably take it a step further. Not only do I have a working knowledge, but based on all this surface level information that I've gathered, I already know how I can help you. And I'm gonna demonstrate that in my conversation with you. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on. I mean, I've heard it called wind themes and other stuff like that. And reality is right, it is. They research who they're gonna speak to. They'll research the industry or the company, right? They'll come up with questions that will help maybe guide the conversation to where they want it. And then they're obviously going to be prepped to share their value, their expertise, or slash their unique company story. There's the prep. And here's the silly thing. None of that has the impact on that conversation like mindset will. Mindset drives all of that. Because as we've discussed, right, our mindset drives what we do, what we say, or what we don't do, or what we don't say, which drives our results. So it's like everybody's focusing on that middle part, which is here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to say to drive the results. But 
Mindset is the catalyst for how you are going to filter and decode every aspect of that conversation and interaction. And it's that mindset that's going to drive actually what you do or don't do, what you say or you don't say. And as we like to say as well, how you listen or the questions that you ask. So in your work, Pam, what are some of the different things that you've seen successful people do to prep mindset, to build, develop, and strengthen mindset before a meeting? A lot of different things come to mind. Some level of grounding, whether that be meditation or breathing. That's, that's been a big one, a theme that's playing out as of late people learning how to ground themselves so they can stay present and focused. And to your point, be able to actually listen to the person on the other side. A lot of activation thoughts, as we've talked about before, you know, you know, my favorite one, my life will go on no matter what happens in this meeting today. There's so many great things that have already happened in my life that can never be taken away from me. This is one conversation in thousands and millions that I'm going to have. So activation thoughts, which I feel like could be a lot more powerful for people if we actually started practicing that a little bit more. So grounding with breathing and meditation, activation thoughts. I've got some, I've got some folks now that are journaling. This is how I'm feeling before I go into a meeting. Why am I feeling that way? What's driving that? So that maybe they can get to the root of why sometimes they show up differently and how they start showing up a lot more consistently. And as you can imagine, some of that is based on how I see my business in the moment before this meeting. I would say those are probably the top three right now that my clients are doing to actually prep their mind before going into a meeting. As you were talking about the activation thoughts in particular, right? As a listener, think about this. You, you wake up in the morning. Who knows what's in front of you, okay? Um, you could have kids that are sick. You could have kids that are struggling in school, kids that are struggling in a relationship or in sports, right? You got that. You may have a spouse, right? And your spouse is dealing with some things. Maybe you and your spouse aren't quite kind of copacetic at that moment in time. And you're a little bit of the yin and the yang and passing or, you know, two ships passing in the middle of the night, whatever you want to call it. Right. But there's a little tension there. Right. You're feeling pressure potentially, maybe because your boss expects more or you expect more from yourself. Right. And then you've got teammates and maybe your teammates aren't supporting you consistently or maybe they're not carrying their weight right there's so much that could go on from a mindset standpoint and then here you are getting in the car to potentially drive to a meeting with a prospect or a client or get on a zoom call to talk to that prospect and client what are you doing to remove all that weight what are you doing to remove a lot of that negativity in that moment, because it's just not going to disappear on its own. You could research all you want. You can list off 50 questions, 
right? You could have the most perfect message and value proposition that any marketing company out there would be so proud to hear you say it, but none of that matters if you don't have your head calmly focused in that moment. That's the importance of activation thoughts. So Pam, one of my favorite ones, and this one I just, I use all the time, is my only role and responsibility when I get on this call is to help this other person figure out if and how they need help. That's it. I don't owe them anything else. And I certainly don't need to think it's me because it may not be me. They may need help in some area, but it may not be an area that I have an expertise in. And that is my only role. I don't need to listen for anything else. I don't need to ask questions that align or direct or channel the conversation somewhere. I need to be in that moment with that human being. And I need to give them that 45 minutes of how and if they need help. That's it. That's one of the biggest activation thoughts I use every conversation. And my other one that I fall back on a lot is there is no need to assign a value or label. Anything that I'm about to hear or experience is good or bad because it's not going to change my life. Exactly. That's my favorite one. <laughs> You know, so like, I'll give you an example, Pam. We had one um, just this past week. So one of the individuals that, that we coach, they were going to a pretty good size meeting. It was actually like a third or a fourth meeting where there was going to be a presentation. And so they brought the team with them. So can you imagine this now? There's a financial responsibility, right? Because you're going to fly Absolutely. a whole team into a new city or a different city, sit down with a prospect and present your findings and present your solution. So they all fly in, my, our, our clients the lead, and they're like two-thirds the way through the meeting, Pam, and, and kudos to our client, right? They're, they're noticing, wait a minute, this CHRO doesn't seem that engaged. Hmm, I wonder what's going on. And so the fear voice came in a little bit like, oh my gosh, this is not going that well. They're disengaged. They're taking some notes, but they're not asking a lot of questions. And their body language suggests that their head is just somewhere else. And I've just spent all this money flying my team in <laughs> to present. And I could tell this isn't going to go anywhere except for maybe one of those, boy, I hope it goes in our favor. Exactly. And that they were actually thinking that and feeling that in the moment. And they caught themselves and said, okay. I can't change how this CHRO is reacting. I can't. I don't know what's going on. I'm never going to be able to control that. But what I can do right now is be aware of where is my head? And they were able to remind themselves, my role is how and if they need help. Right now, I'm gathering they don't really need it by the body language that I'm picking up. So why don't I just turn into it? And then the other activation thought for them was, and whatever they share, I'm not labeling it. It's just information. It's not good or bad. So our client stopped the meeting, turns to the CHRO and says, 
hey, if you don't mind me making an observation here, is that okay? Gets the agreement. Our client says, well, listen, we've gone through this presentation and I'm just catching on some things here. Is this something that you really want to spend time on? Is this something that you really want to push forward? I mean, typically, right? Once this meeting's over, you're going to do a summary of some kind. And I know you got to go to your CFO and your CEO on whatever you decide here. Is that something that you really, really want to do? Because you don't need to do it. Nothing's on fire. So, Pam, you can imagine the silence in the room at that point because, right, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Exactly. Exactly. Why would you do that? We just got a, we got a week's worth of prep, right? We got all this work in it. What are you thinking? Right. You could just hear the, the intensity in the room. You just feel it. Right. CHRO is a little bit quiet and says, no, I, I understand what you're asking. I, I have to go and I have to present this. And that's all they said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Our, <laughs> our client's sitting there. He's like, okay, right? What do I do with my hands, right? So, again, he reminds himself, I've got to turn into that. I don't need to hide from it. The answer is waiting for me. Hiding from it's not going to help. It's just going to waste their time, my time, and my team's time even more. So I'm not going to label. It is what it is. It's waiting. He turns to the CHRO and says, okay, I wasn't aware of that. But again, I'm trying to help here. You don't have to do something. Nothing's on fire. We can play this out. Nothing's going to completely change or change drastically if you just stay where you are. So I want to support you on this. And because of that, I'm not seeing why you have to go to the CEO and the CFO. Silence again. This time the CHRO said, okay, let me share. And they started sharing some things that were going on behind the scenes that nobody knew about, which has an effect on obviously what our client does and the solutions that our client provides. So in that moment, our client was able to use activation thoughts, calm themselves down, Tap into that benevolence, that high intent, how and if, is this something that really needs to happen? Let me put myself in their shoes and I'm not going to worry about me and the team right now. And let me just bring some candor to this discussion. And they ended up getting the deal a couple days later. I mean, I, don't, I, th I think it was last week or I can't remember. But the point is, it was that conversation that helped build that trust and the only reason why that conversation and that trust occurred is because of the work that this person did on mindset. It's really powerful. And it's funny, Dan, how many people would say to you, I would never do that. And I don't know anybody who would. 
which is crazy because right and, and Pam and I know you're speaking the truth like it was like it's everybody would say that you're right but it's like why the answer is waiting for you why are you avoiding it just because you want to leave and have a hope and cross your fingers and say hey we got a chance the truth we need to be truth seekers I get it in that moment it could have went the other way absolutely but everybody would have known everybody would have heard it at the same time and even though there might be some regret on time effort and money spent it was done over you live and you learn you move forward but unfortunately to your point without that without that prep work on mindset i would tell you majority of the population is never going to do something like that in a meeting like that and then I'm going to pull another one from a couple months ago that I may have shared on a past podcast, but I love this one as well. One of our clients is talking to their executive decision maker of a prospect. The prospect says, we need some help in this area. Our client starts to ask questions, but then gets interrupted by one of their teammates. The teammate jumps in and says, here's how you solve that, and here's what we would do to solve it. And the teammate immediately starts to solve what the prospect shared, what the problem was. It was very noticeable in the room at that point, as the teammate was sharing, prospects sat back, crossed their arms, leaned back, body language completely changed, they didn't say anything, eye contact was just kind of blank, they were disqualifying. Our client notices that, slows it down and says, hold on, can you tell us a little bit more about the challenge that you're having? When did it start? How has it progressed? What have you done so far, if anything, to solve it, fix it or improve it? And they just started having a conversation and what was funny is the body language changed again with the prospect started leaning forward, picked up their pen again, re-engaged. How crazy is that, right? Well, I, I think all of us have the ability when we're, to your point, reading the room, somebody spoke too soon, we jumped to solve, wasn't the right moment. Just being able to say, why don't we take a couple steps back? I think maybe we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. I think people appreciate when we realize, when we realize as the sales component that, okay, I think we, I think we went a little bit, I think we got ahead of ourselves. Like I, there is absolutely nothing wrong with saying, let's back this up. We may have spoken prematurely here. We tend to get excited about things like this. Let's back it up. My words, my words only are, Dan, I think we may have gotten a little bit ahead of ourselves here. We get so excited about things like this, but let's take a couple steps back, okay? I'm, I'm a big fan of to what you just shared. We have to meet people where they are. And part of, I think, my mindset prep that I'm trying to do better with is, am I, do I really understand where people are? And am I reading that body language? Am I hearing the things that tell me, okay, I'm a little bit ahead of where they are right now. I need to acknowledge that, step back, and allow them to take the lead again. Yeah, sometimes it's as easy, Pam, as right on the top of our paper as we're taking notes, maybe in the right-hand corner. 
you just write down, slow down, listen, be curious, ask the questions. My gosh, can you imagine if we all did that as our mindset prep, just starting there with just some kind of visual cue with those four words, that smattering of words to remind ourselves, even that I think could be a powerful first step for anybody who doesn't really pay a lot of attention or put a lot of thought into mindset prep. Yeah, and I think sometimes people get confused about mindset in terms of, oh, it has to have this giant impact. No, mindset has the impact on every second that we speak, every second that we listen, every second that we interact with someone else. It's impacted by mindset. So in your, in your work recently, have you had some, some people with some successes about being able to manage their mindset in some important or you know, some clutch conversations? So I think in, in our world, Dan, there's a lot of similarities on the types of environments that we are going to be in where we have to have to learn to do some of the things that you've been sharing. I would tell you, I think in what we're doing right now, I'm really trying to help folks and really good examples, especially in first conversations where the dynamic that the conversation wasn't necessarily initiated by the prospect. It was initiated through a referral or a COI. You know, a lot of those meetings out of obligation that we all are subject to, but when we're the one getting the meeting out of obligation, we don't necessarily see it the same way. Well, why would this person take time to meet me if they weren't somewhat serious about it? So. My, I have a lot of good examples lately of people, to your point, acknowledging the fact that you didn't ask for this meeting. And I understand part of you may be here solely out of obligation. And if that's the case, I want you to be able to tell me that. I had a producer just two weeks ago was able to turn into it. His words, they don't sound the same as mine, but same thing which is I understand part of you may be here only because you were asked to sit down with me. And the prospect said, absolutely, I am only here because John Doe said I should meet you. I have no interest in pursuing your organization at this point. And it was funny, the, the sales gentleman shared that in the past, he absolutely would have said, can I just take a couple of minutes to at least tell you who we are and what we do in the event that you do wanna continue talking? And instead he said, nope, I know that based on what this guy just shared, there is nothing I can say that is going to resonate. He's not even open to it. So instead he said, I'm gonna let you tell me what you'd like to do in the next 45 minutes. And if the answer is absolutely nothing, that's okay too. And I was so proud of him, Dan, because this particular gentleman has been fighting this concept of allowing people to tell you what's on their mind, just fighting it. And so this was a huge win for him personally. And it's funny too, when he said, I'll let you tell me absolutely nothing, the gentleman said, you know, we're here. Why don't maybe we just share a little bit about how each other got to our respective organizations? And that's all it was. 
That's all it was. There was no talk about business. There was no real learning that was going on because the prospect wasn't interested in it. It was simply, we'll have a, a nice conversation and go our separate ways. And that is definitely something he would never have done even three months ago, even three months ago. Yeah, so for the listeners out there, you might be saying, well, they kind of did what normally would happen anyways. And I would counter that and say, no, not necessarily. Trust was built. Absolutely. This producer, Pam, that you work with used benevolence, which is, let me put myself in their shoes, but was really strong as they used honesty and vulnerability on, hey, I get this. You might be here out of obligation. And they also used that instead of forcing something, they said they completely let go. How would you like to use the time? If you want it back, you can have it. And then you might say, well, then they didn't get anything. And, it, and the, the answer is, yeah, maybe they didn't in that moment. But listen, as listeners, if you're trying to go out every call and you got in your head that that call needs to be in your pipeline and that this is one of like the next four meetings that you have with other prospects and you're trying to go three for four before you have any of those meetings, right? You are going to put people off. You are going in with a scarce, attached, low intent mindset. And secondly, I mean, long term, who knows how this goes, but long term, your producer, Pam, built a little goodwill, I'm sure. They built a little bit of that trust and rapport that's needed for human beings to feel safe, right? having these interactions to feel safe, accepting the next invite. Well, and it's funny because his mentality has always been, and these are his words, I need to get something from this. I'm not going to waste my time. I need to get something from this. And, you know, you and I hear this all the time. Pam, these are people that are trusted that get introduced to me. I need to make something of this. And that has always been his level of resistance in doing anything like he did a couple weeks ago. But to your point, Dan, he did get something from it. He demonstrated to that other person that he can be trusted as an individual who's not looking to capitalize from the conversation in any way, shape or form. And that will go such a long way. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't emphasize this enough that as listeners, if you want to keep going about your business, with the mindset of, I need to get something from this. You're not going to create anything more or different than what you've already created and experienced. That's mindset. Your mind says that I need to get something. Well, that's a mindset. So you will only listen for things that get you at least what you think is something, or you only ask questions that you think will get you something but it will do nothing in terms of building trust and it will do nothing in terms of accelerating the learning and the interaction that you could be having with that other human being, that prospect. So mindset needs to be, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I'm fine where I'm at. My role and responsibilities determine how and if they need help. It may not include me. My mindset is in this moment, I am not 
all right, going to put myself behind the eight ball or I'm not going to hinder myself by labeling something good or bad. I'm not going to do that to myself because the second I do it, I get all antsy or I get frustrated or I get disappointed. Again, for our listeners, spend the time developing and prepping your mindset before you go into a meeting. You will be stunned by how much things start to change. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of the podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapham180.com. Go to contact us. You can also engage with us on LinkedIn at Dan Lappin or Lappin180.